I don't think good and evil are polarized. Sam Mendes. The Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 3, Save the Last One. Trigger warnings for this episode, suicide. Please stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard, and with us today is Hayden Buss. Just got finished talking to his wife, but uh, that that episode just came out last week. So uh, now it's this yeah. week, uh, but it's actually two weeks from now. It's it's, it's all convoluted. It's I have a schedule. It's, it's, uh, it's a timey-wimey stuff. We, yeah, timey-wimey stuff. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself, Hayden. Yeah, uh, I'm Hayden Buss. Uh, I am a, well... I'm not in school currently, but um, theater major. I am a uh, writer for the most part, mainly to myself, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, going back to school in just a bit to continue out. And uh, I, I want to be a director, and that's the path I want to go. So Cool, cool, cool. Um, how how uh, much have you like watched The Walking Dead before this? Um, I watched about six, I think halfway through six, season six. Okay. Like, I... I was really, really into it for a very long time, and I just kind of fizzled out for a bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, people tend to fizzle out at least in between, like, season four and season six. Mm. I don't know a lot of people that are, like, at season ten. I don't know. It's so... Except for me and Olivia. Mm. But, yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm going to... After watching up and trying to get caught up for this episode, like, I, I'm i hooked again, so... Yeah, yeah. It's so good. All right. So, uh, what do you think about the episode? I thought it was so good. So it's a it's a really good episode. Oh, there's so much stuff. Like yeah, uh, you've got all this tension going on with Carl, mm-hmm. and just like uh, him nearly dying, and you've got like all those decisions with Lori and Rick about like is is he going to uh, like should we keep him alive in this apocalypse or like is this the choice mm-hmm. or. And you've got all this stuff with Otis and Shane, and ah, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the main thing I saw in it was was good versus bad, and mm. what the hell does that even mean? Um, so, so I, I saw a lot of a lot of talk of like sifting through the good in life and like sifting through the bad, and um, what gives people the purpose to live and to want to to want to continue to live. Uh, Andrea mentions before. That uh, she doesn't know if she wants to mm-hmm. live or has to live or is just a habit. And then Daryl was like, "That's a stupid reason." That's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. stupid answer. And it's like, and it's like, I feel like I've gone through all three of those where uh, I've wanted to live or I just feel like I have to live or it's just a habit yeah. to continue to live. And then Lori talks about it with Carl, like uh, not wanting Carl to live in this awful world. Just and this stuff. little boy so, in the yeah. apocalypse. Just... Yeah. It's it's so hard because um, I'm like they have that conversation of like do we let our son die is this a way out of this hellhole like mm-hmm. do we do that or and I love Carl's response with just like he was talking about the deer when he woke up yeah yeah and he was in all this pain and Carl in this moment is I I I was so close to this deer and he has that mm-hmm. good so ah, such a hard conversation well, well Carl just got shot and mm-hmm. his parents are talking about like letting him die. But then, like, he wakes up, he just got shot, he's scared mm-hmm. to death, and then he's like, I was so close to that deer. Like, he immediately, like, like found the good in that situation, mm-hmm. 
and and like Carl wants to live. Yeah. And if he wants to live, then who is anyone else, including his parents, to say he doesn't get to live in this awful world because it's yeah. so awful and we deem that it's awful. And I thought about that a lot, like being a parent isn't too far off for me. This world is so awful, I don't want like I've gone through so much pain, I don't want my kids to go through the same pain that I went through. But then I I feel like they would enjoy living. I feel like they would they would enjoy life even through the good and the bad. And like then I think about myself, I'm like, I still enjoy life even though I go through <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's just like uh Quentin just sent me a uh he sent me a quote the other day where he was like happiness and peace is found where you can find happiness and peace in your circumstances mm. you you will never find happiness if you are continually searching for it you have yeah. to find it within yourself i agree that like if you're stuck in some kind of situation or just life in general you will not be happy if you're just like chasing for happiness unless you can find at least some in your current moment mm -hmm. because if you can't find joy in the moment where you're at something's got to change mm -hmm. or yeah for sure I, I'm going to talk about this again. Again, if you're suicidal, please talk to someone. Please call the suicide hotline, get help, because you deserve to live. Absolutely. Uh, the, the guy that, that offed himself because he got bit. And I mean, uh, when you get bit, yeah. it's sort of like, uh, well, you know. Well, is this the end here? Yeah, like, you know, do, uh, I'll just, do I wait it out and go through this fever and then turn? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he turned anyway, yeah. because. Well, uh, and you just, you see him in the tree hanging there, mm -hmm. and. Daryl's like you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Killed yourself. You should have. You should have hit the head. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, it's just so hard because you can see all of that pain right there. Of like, I need a way out of this hard situation, and that's that's so hard. I'm like, I've been in hard mental health times, and mm -hmm. you know, suicidal thoughts aren't something you can control. Really, yeah. they just come, and from there, you. It's so hard. Yeah. And so take care of yourself and mm -hmm. um, talk to someone about that because. I'm like, I've been in high stress situations and you get a thought and you're like, that is not my own. Mm -hmm. And so if you have someone to talk to, do that. please. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think going back to like, um, finding happiness and where you're at right now is, is so important. And I, I think about like how children, um, for the most part are able to just find happiness and where they're at, unless a child has been abused significantly and mm. like and like has had a really hard life as a child which um is awful and it happens to children like most children aren't going to be suicidal even if they have hard things happen to them in their life even if they have yeah like even if their parents are going through a divorce i don't it's something about growing up and i think it's also the cognitive development is like mm. when you reach a certain point like when you're a teenager you start to think in more existential terms and you start to think more abstractly and when kids think of just more like physically in like the here and now, but like mm. then as we become adults, we start to think like more in the past, more in the future. You get like, in your head what, a lot. Yeah, you get in your head a lot, and it's so it's so interesting. And I think I think finding happiness in life is finding your inner child, and yeah. like finding like just like living in the moment and living in the now, um, and just like allowing your um, inner child to, to express itself. And that goes into acting like full on is like good actors are able to just be in the now yeah. and not worry yeah. about anything else is happening. And just like being in the moment and letting their inner child, like, 
Because because children just express their emotions. Mm -hmm. They don't think about the emotions they're expressing. They don't think about how it's affecting other people. They just like express their emotions. And like that's honestly the key to acting is just letting everything go and just like expressing mm. what is going on in the moment. Expressing what you've got in the moment and mm-hmm. just um it's so difficult because in acting you get those people that get so into a character that they forget they're almost acting mm-hmm. and that can get dangerous. Yeah. But like if you're able to get that flow of just I'm reacting to what my scene partner's doing and we're just playing off each other mm-hmm. and really showing those emotions but you know being reserved enough to make it happen yeah um ah, that's good yeah yeah and i acting is just a metaphor for life and vice versa it's just like any i anyone can become an actor anyone can Mm -hmm. act because we're all human and we all have our own experiences absolutely and it's it's just so it's so important to remember your your inner child and just like accepting things as they are because one thing like have you seen the movie soul yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that whole movie is about like he he found happiness uh finally, like he got his dream, he got his goal finally, but then he died. He like immediately uh, died. Yeah. And then and then but like we learned that like you know, happiness isn't um isn't contingent on what you what you achieve and what you get. Mm. Cuz there's so many people that out there that have achieved these great things and yet they're still unhappy. And, um, and then, and then he meets this soul, soul number, was it, uh, that, that one soul that didn't want to go to earth. It was in like, I believe the double digits. Just yeah. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like this soul was so scared of life and didn't want to like experience pain and hardship. But then when she got down there, she was like, wait, this is what I'm missing. Like the, she, she tasted pizza and she was like. Oh, like I, I actually love life and it's so, yeah. like I, I believe there's always good things to like look into in your life. Like, and, and there, of course there's bad, but I, I've been, I've been trying to think of like, you know, if I become successful, what does that mean? But also Mm -hmm. like, I can be successful where I'm at now. Like I can just like accept where I'm at now. And if ever I feel like my life sucks and it always could be better and it always could, there's always things that could improve. I try to think like, okay, what do I have uh, in my life that is really good? And um, I think it is significantly harder in this world to find the good, but Carl found it and he wanted to live, you know? Like Carl saw the deer and he found it and it was all about finding the good in his life, which I think is important. Yeah, no, it's it's such a depressing world, The Walking Dead, Mm -hmm. and to see these people just struggling and trying to find any kind of joy and... um, moving through it like it's it's hard to see that and then just little moments like that deer is keeping mm-hmm. carl going yeah. i'm like i think finding moments like that not necessarily going out into the woods and finding a deer but um just finding some kind of a moment where you can find happiness mm-hmm. in your day-to-day life like mm-hmm. that can really help you to keep going yeah and I, I wanted to mention this is that when daryl said he got lost as a kid mm. and he was like lost for nine days. No one was looking for him. And he was like, at least Sophia has people looking for her. Yeah. And I call that an advantage. And, um, especially if you have like, like people there for you. And I, I think it, it's important to realize the people that are there for you mm. and the people that, that want to see you be happy and succeed is so important because that's an advantage. That mm. is an advantage when you have people there to support you and to help you, you know? I'm like, if you can find anyone to pull you away from 
allege any kind of hardship you're having, like it's, it makes a world of a difference. And I'm like having some kind of a found family. It doesn't have to be your actual family, but mm -hmm. having some kind of found family that can bring you in and talk to you when you're really struggling mm -hmm. makes such a world of a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and like people, the people in your life are such an advantage and it's just important not to take that uh, for granted, mm -hmm. you know, like my favorite part of the day is when I come home to my wife, you know, mm -hmm. that is my favorite part of the day because I know my wife is there. I know Alina's there for me, like 100% and yeah. I can just like rely on her, you know? Yeah. And so it's cool. And, and that, well, that kind of goes into, uh, when Maggie catches Glenn trying to pray mm. and then Maggie says, you've got to find a way to make it okay somehow, whether it's prayer, yeah, yeah. whether it's your purpose, whether it's people, like you got to find a way to make it okay. And you got to find a way to keep going. Um, because there's always going to be a way that you can make it okay somehow, you know, yeah. uh, that, that line, I wrote it down here in my notebook, but, um, just finding some way to make it okay. Mm -hmm. Even if it's, if it's praying, you do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think lately I've been more of a, my own form of meditation, just kind of something to reflect or, uh, lately I've been writing some poetry. And so even if it's a ah! poem, I'm getting something mm -hmm. onto a page that, yeah, yeah. um, almost to make myself vent and get rid of all of the bad energy and anything that's been just hard. Mm -hmm. Um, finding some kind of an outlet to make that okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I thought it was interesting that like later on in the episode, Maggie was like pointing out all the people that, sh that died around her. Mm. And then I was like, I was like, yes, it's, it's okay to mourn and it's okay to, to, you know, deal with that grief. But I mean, you also have your sister and you have your, your dad and you have Patri uh, Patricia yeah. and like those are, and now you have this whole new group of people that like are going to be there for you. And you, you were telling it to your future husband, if I'm going to be honest, spoiler alert, <laughs> Glenn and Maggie get together. Uh, but like, uh, Otis just died and she was like bogged down because he died. But I mean, she also had these other people to help and she, she wasn't looking for that. She was focusing on the bad. It's just important to find the good in your life versus the bad. You know, do you have any more thoughts on that before we oh, move on? For sure. I'm like, as far as finding some kind of a good moment in your day, um, Brooke mentioned it briefly, but just like taking, um, my hour long lunch break, going to pick her up for, mm -hmm. uh, um, right after work and, um, just going to home to feed the cat, the cats and to, um, it just, those little moments throughout the day make it so much better. Mm -hmm. And, um, really just finding some kind of an outlet or a person to cling to mm -hmm. can get you through so much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or like just something to cling to. Yeah. Um, and, and that could even be children, like having children. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying have children if you're, <laughs> if you're not ready and to like be, to like help you be happy because that won't work and you'll make your children miserable. In my opinion, do not bring a challenge. <laughs> if you're not ready, you're not bro. Ready. <laughs> uh, but like, but like, yeah, like you can, I, I believe you can always find happiness anyway. Uh, moving on survival versus like, just like, like living versus being alive. Essentially yeah. is living just a habit for most people or mm -hmm. are people actively trying to find purpose and a reason to be alive? You know? Yeah. No, I, I've gotten in ruts and just have realized that, you know, I'm just, existing and not mm -hmm. actually living yeah and it's so so hard to pull yourself out of ruts like that sometimes yeah and living is actually like finding joy and moving through life without just finding that joy mm -hmm. and in those small moments yeah yeah and i think like 
it's important to to try to be alive instead of just surviving because I'll, I'll, I know people that are just surviving right now and they mm. just look miserable and it, it hurts me to see people just surviving and in the world we live in now, um, like it's, it's so like, there's people that they just go to work and they work for long hours and then they go, they get their necessities and then they, they go back to work and they yeah. just keep working. And to me, that's not being alive. That's not like actually living. That is just survival. Yeah. It is just surviving. And, um, I think we can do better as a society to help people be alive yeah. and to, to actually be living their life. You know, I'm like, we've got this, uh, corporation central, like type of world right now. That's mm -hmm. a corporation. You're a cog. At least that's the way I look at a oh, lot of it. A lot of us are just cogs. Yeah. To, to a lot of corporate people, we are just cogs to, to give them money. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I like, <laughs> I, I wake up every morning, go to work. Uh -huh. And then have maybe a couple hours that I can do something I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then I go back again. Like that's, yeah. I'm trying to break that up by, you know, going back to school and mm -hmm. trying to figure out something that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. But really there's so many people are just don't even think that there's more beyond that. Mm -hmm. And, and it breaks my heart. And sometimes you need to like just survive and work towards being alive. If that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to like, make it through just the survival aspect of life and then work towards finding purpose in your life. Yeah. You know? And, um, cause I, I don't think that we're, you know, it's important to survive, but it's also important to survive in order to be alive. Yeah. I'm like, you need both. Yeah. Um, and surviving is just going through those motions, a physical, I need to feed my body. I need to, go to work because I guess that gives me money. And then mm -hmm. one thing after the other piles up and living, I'm like, you, you do have to have some kind of an income and you mm -hmm. have to have stuff to achieve living instead of just surviving. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that being alive is, is surviving. Like mm -hmm. it's surviving emotionally and mentally. Like yeah. you, like when you are taking care of yourself and when you have a, you feel like you have a purpose in your life, like that is surviving emotionally and mentally. That's like, that's why a lot of people are suicidal. Like Japan mm. has like a suicide crisis because even more than us, like they, yeah. they work nonstop over there. And like, people are like falling asleep on the streets. There is literally a place called the suicide forest where people uh, go and they, they just so hard. commit suicide. And I think like having art and having things to live for is survival. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I've mentioned this before, but it's just like, Art is there to help us live. I'm, I'm like anything, anything you look at these days, as far as like media and movies and entertainment like that, I couldn't go weeks on end without um, watching an episode of something or yeah. getting that entertainment or drawing or writing or something that just, it just pulls you. It makes you alive. Um, and art just really, it isn't just a, I'm going to live. It's, it's, I'm living Yeah. when you get that. Yeah. And like art, and it's so sad that art and like relationships and family and friends are just sort of put on the back burner for like just getting money mm. and just like living and surviving. It's just all so important. Like our emotional and mental health are just as important as our physical health. Mm. Um, cause they're all intertwined with each other. I was just thinking like, as far as living uh, surviving is just this instinct of 
getting from point A to point B. Yeah, it's our it's our lizard brain. Yeah, lizard brain back. telling you keep. But moving. we have so much more of our brain mm-hmm. that we need to use. If you're not enjoying that that path you're walking on toward there, like that's not living. Well, it's like that guy. That guy killed himself in the episode because he didn't want to be a zombie. Yeah. But then he became a zombie because one, he wasn't smart enough to know. But yeah. like he he didn't know any better. But like he became just a lizard brain person. It was just his brainstem that was that was activated, right? Enough and, to activate those muscles and to move. And that that's. That's exactly what a lot, a ton of people are doing now. It's just like they're they're just surviving. They mention all the time that like pe- these people are not alive. Like these people mm. are dead, and so are people that just survive. They're yeah. they they aren't living. They are just dead. Something that's so interesting interesting to me about The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. especially in the very beginning, they make it out to be like, okay, these zombies have some life left in them, and they're they've got. I'm like they're dead, but they have some kind of memory back in there mm-hmm. and they make that a big point and that kind of fizzles out. But, um, I feel like a lot of people are just going through those motions and every once in a while I have a tiny bit of a spark that makes them excited about something. Yeah. Um, just moving through life. And yeah. The walking dead is about real life, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. I want to talk about forgiveness and how we sift through like the bad and the good when forgiving someone, because like Otis, he, he made a mistake and did like a bad thing. And I, I think it would be easy to forgive him because he's trying to amend it. Oh, yeah. He's doing everything mm-hmm. he can. And you yeah. can see that genuine, like, I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to do, I'm going to risk my life. I'm mm-hmm. going to get everything I can to make this right. Mm-hmm. And what comes to a point where, like, where the bad and what someone did completely outweighs the good mm. of what someone did. And how do we forgive someone when, um, when the bad, like, outweighs the good? Or do we even forgive them? I'm like, I... I personally, I feel like I'm a little bit easier to forgive in people mm-hmm. because you think about like, <clears throat> same. I'm like, as far as like what drove that person to do that, mm-hmm. you see that stress, you see like what kind of situation they were in beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, okay, you're still a piece of shit, <laughs> but I can, <laughs> I can, uh, I can put that aside for a moment and talk and then figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. It, it's just, I, I don't think we're all good and all bad. I think that we're all just people trying to make the best out of life and trying to, like, get through. Oh, I was also thinking about Andrea and Dale, mm. is how Dale wanted Andrea to forgive him. Mm. And Andrea didn't know if... She's like, I'm working on that. Yeah, she's she's working on it. And, like, finding happiness, even if someone isn't able to forgive you. Being able to forgive yourself, even if people aren't able to forgive you, I think mm. is so important because, like... You'll run into people that are very much... I do not forgive you for what you've done. Mm-hmm. And if you are holding on to that for as long as they're angry at you, like they might not ever be okay with you. Yeah. And well, so living with yourself, you've got to find a way. Yeah. And like, I, I have a few family members that will not forgive, um, a few of my other family members. Like they will not, like they, they will say that like, mm-hmm. if, if this family member changes, then I'll forgive. I don't believe that for a mm-hmm. second. I can't. Cause like, they're not giving these other family member members the opportunity to, mm. you know, yeah. they're not giving them, uh, the benefit of the doubt and vice versa. I think it's just this, this cycle of just like, well, you did this and you did that. And like, well, you didn't give me any room for this, so I'm not going to give you any at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and I, I'm just sitting back and watching. I'm like, you, 
you both are just like each other. You guys are so And that's stubborn. why this is happening. Because yeah. you guys aren't willing to forgive each other, and you aren't willing to accept each other's um, good and bad, essentially. Mm. Like, you are just, like, looking at the bad in them, and then forgetting everything else. You yeah. know? Yeah. You know, we're not all bad, and we're not all good. And I feel like a lot of the times when someone does something bad to us, we we like to vilify them. Mm. And we like to we like to make it seem like they're they're awful people when most people aren't actually evil. Like they're <laughs> just trying to do the be- the best they can. Our our lizard brains are filtering out any of the good and you can yeah. see yeah, yeah, you see like it's a survival mechanism of like this person's attacking me so they're the bad guy and yeah. they're the villain instead of being like okay, like what is actually like actually going on with the situation? Because we're not lizards, like we we have we have emotions and we have like sentient thoughts, and it's mm. you know I'm like in in media and any kind of TV show or when you've got these villains that are just villains because they're evil, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, um, it sucks. I'm like yeah, people are a lot more complicated. I than love it is. Thanos because mm. he's so like complicated. It's I've got a purpose that I feel like is justified and mm-hmm. that I see as valid. Yeah, it's just, we're all complicated people. I, I definitely feel like we filter out all of the good. Sometimes mm-hmm. when we're, we've got someone on our bad side, mm-hmm. you just kind of filter out any good, and it's just left with that that pure evil kind of, these are the things that they've done to these us. These are the villains in my life. Yeah. yeah, instead of like, yeah, that's a rounded person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I want to talk about, like, when you need to make a decision and, like, taking a leap of faith and, like, mm-hmm. sifting through, like, what do you do... When you're making a hard decision, do you, like, go through, like, the pros and cons? Do you, like, um, do you just, like, go strictly by emotion, how you're feeling? Like, how do you make big decisions? That's hard. I'm like, if it's, <laughs> if it's like, a, it really depends on that situation. If it's a situation where um, it's going to affect other people, mm-hmm. I will most definitely, like, here are some pros and cons, what might happen there. If it's something that's just going to affect me, I'm, I'm always, like, ah, I got to follow my emotions I guess. Uh, yeah <laughs> um but if it's affecting other people like it's hard because if you just go straight off your emotions you could make a horrible mistake and... mm-hmm. well i mean so sort of uh this is sort of relevant in my life right now where i i we just had auditions at uvu mm. and i wanted to be in two shows didn't want to be in another show wasn't cast on the one main stage that I wanted to be in, yeah. but then I was cast on the one main stage that I didn't want to be in. Hmm. But then there was a platform, which is student directed that I really, really wanted to be in. And when I was cast on the one I didn't want to be in, I was like, okay. And I sent them an email. I'm like, Hey, I would much rather be in this platform show. I feel like it fits me better. I feel like I will thrive better in this one. Hmm. I would much rather be in this one. They, they told me, yes, you can audition for this platform show and, you know, see what happens. I ended up getting cast on the platform show, hmm. but they, but the, the faculty at the school I attend blocked me from being in it because I denied being in, in the other show and the other show I didn't want to be in. Ah! Yeah. And so like, <laughs> and so, and I, I was weighing the pros and cons and the pros definitely outweighed the cons of like hmm. me doing this platform show. I was like, okay. This seems like, and I was thinking about it logically too. I was like, this seems like the right choice. And then I was punished for making the right choice that was right for me. Yeah. You know, even, I feel like even if when making a decision, even if you make the right decision for you, other people have like other agendas that can like stop you from like being in the right decision. Get into that show. Like that's, you know, that's a barrier there that you really didn't have any, you didn't have all the information there to 
make that decision yeah. in a certain way that would help both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And like, I didn't want to, I, I was struggling really hard cause I didn't want to disappoint people, but also like I had to think about myself and like what I, what was good for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I, I don't get the good or the bad. I just get the freaking nothing, you know? And so it's like, I just thought it was, I thought it was interesting because, um, Lori and Lori and Rick had to make a decision before Mm. the medical supplies got there of like, do we do this? Yeah. Um, and like that, that seemed to be the right decision to like continue to go. But if Shane didn't come up with the supplies at that that moment, moment. like how, um, would Carl have died? And like, would that like, it seemed like the best decision, but even the best decision comes out with not the best outcomes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like that moment with, Carl being in that bed, just about to um, literally die if they don't make any kind of decision. Mm-hmm. Like, that pressure is put on that situation. And it's just so hard because you're like, okay, well, I've got a, something. I have to go with it. I'm making this decision. If Shane didn't get there, Carl's probably dead. Like, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's about to die. And I just thought it was... It was interesting that we can make all the decisions we want and sift through the good and the bad, but at the end of the day, like, what's going to happen is what's going to happen, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, like, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. I wanted to talk about, like, having too much hope or having, like, hope that things will work out. Like, how much hope is healthy and how much hope isn't healthy. In my opinion, hope is a good thing, but there comes a point to me where I think, like, if you have too much hope, then it lets you down, like, even harder when it doesn't happen, you know, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I agree that like hope can be so healing at times. Having some hope to get through stuff is so good, mm-hmm. but really I'm like, if you have hope that this, this, and this will happen and you get yourself so hyped up about it and then you don't get cast in that show mm-hmm. like that. Well, like you. I, it wasn't even like hope. Like I had a feeling like I was like, I'm going to get cast in this show. Yeah. And I did. Like, I had that feeling, and I did, and it was still ripped from me. And here's that rug, and just... Yeah, and it's like, it's like, when's the point where, like, you just gotta not think about it and not hope about things, like, hope that your kid is gonna live um, Mm. so much that you're you're not prepared for the worst outcome? It's something that's so interesting. Um, I feel like Carol, she has this hope that, like, you know, I'm gonna pray that Ed dies. Mm Mm-hmm. She's got this, like, small bit of hope. And then that comes back to bite her. She feels so, like, responsible for what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole hope that Sophia is alive is so hard right now. Yeah. So hard in the TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's weighing over the whole situation. But you got to hold on to something in that. Yeah. So I think hope is something you have to have, but you can't let it be all consuming but you can't you can't let fear consume you all the way and you can't let hope consume you all the way you have to have a like a balance of like mm-hmm. both of them okay interesting i just wanted to touch on that a little bit so yeah now let's get into the the little meat of the episode uh, oh. so um shane and otis they're getting the supplies huh. yeah. and otis had the opportunity to take the supplies and leave shane because shane yeah. was injured and otis didn't but then when shane had the opportunity to kill otis he took it. To leave him. He took it. But, like, it was an awful thing that Shane did. But if Shane didn't do that, would Carl still be alive? That's so hard. Uh, would Carl have died? Like, it was either it was either one of them, it was either two of them living or all of them dying. 
I think, I think Shane's like decision was, I think a good part of just I need to survive, mm -hmm. and then he's got this such a fatherly like I need to take care of that boy. Do you think it was more selfish, or do you think it was more for Carl? I think it was more selfish. I'm mm -hmm. like, if he didn't get hurt, I think they they would have made it out of there. Mm -hmm. If he didn't fall that thirty feet in that wrong way and twist his ankle or whatever he did to his ankle, I think he would have. They would have made it out of there. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the big part that gives it away is it being a little bit more shelf selfish. Mm -hmm. Is that shaving scene of him just like looking at himself in the mirror and he's like, I can't look at myself. Yeah, I well, like you, you see him, you see him like basically like turning into a monster at that moment. Yeah, he's turning into someone else so that he doesn't have to look at himself and look mm -hmm. him in the eyes. Like, well, like, and Otis, Otis, that thought never crossed his mind. Like when Shane was like, "Just leave me, take the bag, leave me." Mm -hmm. Like Otis was like. That didn't even cross his mind. He's like, I'm not leaving you. Like, get up. And yeah. like, and then Shane just, and it makes me think like, what, what makes people do evil things? Like shoot someone and leave them. And I mean, like, also I feel like Otis, uh, both of them at that time were not thinking about Carl. I don't think. No. I, I don't think they were both. Cause it was when, so much in that when moment. Shane, when Shane shot Otis and then Otis was trying to get Shane down, oh. like, and then Otis was like, it was like the crabs in the bucket. Like when one crab tries to like leave the bucket, the others pull then the others pull him back down. Yeah. And it was like, none of them, both of them were not thinking about Carl. No. Uh, the decision helped Carl in the end, but like mm. both of them were thinking about themselves at that moment. At the end of the day, people are like, when, when the chips are down to quote Hades town, people yeah. are going to think about themselves rather than other people. Like Otis was willing to sacrifice the supplies mm. so that. Shane wouldn't have left Otis to die. That both of them would have died, you know? Yeah. And I think that's wild to me. Like, and, and but it, it's just that lizard brain again, like, this person did something bad to me. I don't care oh, about I'm these consequences. Them. They're going down. Yeah, yeah. That whole, like, oh, I can't remember exactly what Shane says, but the second before he shoots him, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, what? It never and, crossed his mind yeah, that that would like, happen. He's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to make this situation right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I can. And then just Shane turns on him. But, like, Otis wouldn't have done that if Shane didn't do that, you know? Oh, yeah. The evil crossed Otis's mind when something bad happened to him, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's the thing. is like, when bad things happen to us, we are more prone to becoming You're like, bad. I'm going to hurt that person back. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, but if good things, like, most of the time, if good things happen to us, then, like, we don't think about doing bad things yeah. until, you know, something evil happens to us. Someone spits in your eye? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to have nice things toward them. Yeah. What what makes a person good or bad? Is it personality? Is it experiences? Because at the beginning of the episode, Rick is telling a story about how, like Shane, like basically wrecked this guy's chicken coop and his oh, car. Oh yeah. Like the principal, and I'm like, was Shane? Did Shane already have a lot of potential? I think we all have potential to be good or bad. Yeah. But like, did Shane already have like a lot of potential to be bad, like more than others, mm. or was it just like? Was it his experiences that he had before the pandemic hit in his life? Like, what makes a person good or bad? I think it's just, like, one thing after the other. Mm -hmm. it, it's so many small little things. Yeah. And I think that when you're brought into this world, you're a blank canvas. And I think that, like, abuse mm -hmm. and um, all of these hard things are are learned. Mm -hmm. are, are learned. And um, well, what about children that, like, kill their parents? going really dark here but like Ooh. there's there's like children that like like actual children like not teenagers yet they like kill their parents and it's like what makes them 
think that way, you know? Yeah. I think most of it is, like, nurture, for sure. But then what? where's the point where it's also nature? Like, you're just born bad. I think there's... I think it's definitely a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. I think... I think you may start out as one way, mm-hmm. and you can totally turn that away and mm-hmm. go a different direction. I think there's a bit of that, like, potential for either good or, go- or bad. Mm-hmm. But just slowly... Through those small things, that's the way you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's just it's just fascinating, like what makes people evil and good. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to talk about this is just the the symbolism at the end of the episode when Shane shaves his head, because mm-hmm. like in a lot of cultures, when you when you shave your head or when you cut your hair, you're dishonored. You're dishonored. Yeah. You're and like and he did it to hide that his hair was torn. Yeah. Because yeah. of Otis, I just thought that was really cool, and as well as Maggie giving him Otis's clothes. She's that, like, she was like, they won't fit well. They were Otis's. I was like, that, that bro. Wrecked him. I was like, oh, just to see Shane's expression. It was like, it was like metaphorical and like physical, mm-hmm. like it physically won't fit him. And also it metaphorically and emotionally and mentally will not fit him. I'm like, he is already like in so much mm-hmm. emotional distress and just, well, you see him like just losing it. Yeah. And then Maggie comes and drops it's in his eyes. Just yeah. like you see it in his eyes and you see this like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. And then, like, here's your consequences. Well, like, and I don't think Shane is completely evil. No, I, like, no. Because at the beginning of the episode, they're talking, and they're trying to figure out a plan to get out, and you can see, like, love and compassion from Shane for yeah, Otis. Yeah, And, like, you can, like, see it in his eyes. Like, he actually, he's like, like cares for him. He's like, I'm gonna take care of you. He's like, he's like, take care of yourself while you go to that locker room. And then he does that. And it's well, just like... And you see him... It was like a Judas moment, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you see him... Up on top of those lockers, Shane shooting the zombies, covering Otis's back, mm-hmm. and I'm, I like partially that is I feel like he has that so those supplies, but I think he genuinely cared for Otis in those those moments, mm-hmm. um, and so caring for Otis in those moments and then just turning on him. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Mm. Mm, yeah. yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about this? I don't know. Something that stood out to me was that that like initial story about Shane in the beginning. It just talks about him being so fast and running and um, being able to get back to school mm-hmm. before anything had no one had noticed. Mm-hmm. And I I really do think that they would have made it out of there, both of them, if he didn't screw up his foot. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. But I mean, Otis Otis was pretty overweight. And when you're overweight, you can't run as fast, you know? But and I so... think there's enough physical like ability there if he didn't screw up his foot. He and do you him. think do you think they showed in the episode previous Shane mm. carrying Otis? Yeah, I to, think that to, like, was so personal. That, like to to show like Shane would have been able to like get push Otis to get yeah. I, I was just thinking about like there's enough heads up and enough mm-hmm. um, thought there that like they could have made it out of there if he didn't screw up his. But ankle. once that bad thing happened to him, it caused him to think yeah. bad thoughts. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's such a good episode. It's one of my favorites, Same. honestly. Same. Yeah, uh, it's it's heavy hitting. All right, well, we will be back with a sh- with a moral dilemma after a short musical break. We are back. All right, Hayden, here's your moral dilemma. 
Um, so, 16-year-old kid is drunk driving, and because of that, kills one of your loved ones. What do you do to forgive this this accident, essentially, to forgive this person? Uh, how do you, like, how do you sift through the good and bad in that person? Uh, that's, that's so hard, because you feel mm -hmm. like this is so avoidable. Mm -hmm. Um... That would take me a while. Yeah. A while to even... What would you have to do? Um, would you even be able to do it? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd, I'd have to talk to that kid sober. When he's sober, just have a hard conversation. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I could ever forgive him if I didn't have that conversation. Mm -hmm. So, Sort of like what me and Brooke were talking about where Lori wasn't able to forgive... Lori never met Otis, mm. but like sh I don't think she was like able to really forgive him because she didn't see how bad Otis felt about yeah. it, you know. And it's it's this hard thing where, when you're drunk and you have this impairment, mm -hmm. it's not a hundred percent your fault, mm -hmm. but you did things to you, lead up you, to that point. You chose that path to to become drunk and go driving, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so hard. I'd yeah, I'd have to have some kind of a conversation with that kid and. That be How much fun. time do you think you would need to forgive him or her? Uh, it would not just be a one conversation thing. Yeah. It would be, it could be. It would take a while. Months, maybe a year, mm -hmm. depending on the situation. Do you think you could, though, eventually? <sighs> I'd like to say I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if Brooke got in an accident like that, she's my everything. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I that would be heart-wrenching and so hard to even have that conversation with that kid yeah because i feel like i'm not a big confrontational person but mm -hmm. i can be if i need to yeah and that would yeah anyways yeah all right well thanks for answering that question uh what do you guys think uh about that uh, you can answer on instagram at feed don't eat your brain you can answer on twitter at zacky the zombie you can also email us uh, at feed don't eat your brain at gmail.com also follow Fortune Horseman on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then please subscribe. Please like this episode. Please share it around. Please give us a review. That helps us a lot. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, have a good day, night, whenever you're listening to this. See you later. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs>